Okay, let's start our discussion of Parshas Korach, Tafshin Ayin, as we uh, get into um, the continuation of the travels and events that happened to Bnei Yisrael throughout the uh, Midbar. As I mentioned last week, um, this week the Shia will still be up on um, both the yutorah.org and ou.org, but as of next week, uh, the Shia will be on ou.org. Please, anybody who... Uh, Knows of any friends that li- that, are, that listen? Hope uh, either last week or this week uh, they were listening. But uh, please uh, forward them the information that uh, ou.org is the new uh, the new place for for the uh, the parsha shear every week. Okay, parsha's korach. So just start off with a uh, a one line thought, which I haven't had in a, in a couple of weeks. But uh, the question of korach to Moshe Rabbeinu, Medrash tells us is the question of tzitzis. Question of tzitzis. Korach says. If you have a, a room full, uh, if you have a beged, we'll get to the room in a second. If one has a beged that's all blue, do you have to put sitzes on the on the uh, on the beged? That was one question, which we'll deal with in a minute. That's not going to be the short one. But the other one is, and that is, if you have a room full of sifrei Torah, do you have to put a mezuzah on the door? That was his question. You have a whole room full of sifrei Torah, do you have to put a mezuzah on the door? So the halacha is yes. So we'll get to the, the symbolism of that in a minute. But I just saw one uh, one line thoughts that uh, one of the Rebbe suggested, and that is Korach said you have all the Torahs in. You still need a mezuzah. Why? Because you could have all. You could be a great Jew inside. You could be full of Sifrei Torah inside. But you got to have something outside as well. You got to have something on the door as well. You got to have something on the. Just being a Jew on the inside, right? That's not that's not enough. It's got to be a Jew on the outside as well, not just the Sifrei Torah inside, but you got to have that mezuzah on the outside. Okay, let's continue. So let's deal with this question of tzitzis. So what exactly was the uh, symbolism of the Korach's question about tzitzis? Moshe Rabbeinu, you have a beged, full, it's all blue. It's all blue. Do you need one little string Two little strings, whatever the opinion is, little blue strings, whatever the symbolism of the blue is supposed to make us think of wonderful things, as we'll see. But Korah says, doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, no, that's the halacha. So we're going to have tonight, we're going to have a couple of answers, uh, instead of having a lot of different a lot of different ideas. We will have, but we're going to have three answers to two different questions. So this is the first question. What exactly is the message of of the tzitzis that bothered Korach and what was Moshe Rabbeinu's response. So we start off with, I wouldn't have, this story wouldn't have caught my eye, but somebody came over to me last Shabbos and said, did you hear about this story? And I said, I never heard of it. And then I opened up a sefer preparing for the shir and boom, the story was right there. So again, we're not having any Zohars tonight. I know we had one or two last week, but this story I guess, is like as close to a Zohar as, uh, as we'll get. Shemana Tov, in source number one, I guess it's a known story if I already had two, two acquaintances with it uh, this week. Quotes from the Satmar Rebbe that quoted the Yismach Moshe told the Yitav Lev. Those were all in the line of Satmar Rebbe's. So the story is about the, the Yismach Moshe. It's line two. Ki nimsakfar Somehow, the Yismach Moshe knew that he was a Gilgal. He had previously been on this earth. The Yismach Moshe knew. Umilafnim hayu b'dar midbar. One of his previous Gilgulim was in the Dar midbar. He had been in the generation of the desert. V'hayu ba'is machlokas karach Moshe Rabbeinu. He was around during the time of karach Moshe Rabbeinu. Wow. The Amar and he said he describes to his grandson. The Yismach Moshe tells the Itavlev. I was there, and Kala Rashi Sanhedrios hayu b'tzad karach. All the great rabbanim of the generation, they were on karach side. All the Hamonam, all the Jews, they were on Moshe Rabbeinu's side. But all the great Sanhedrin, they were on Moshe, they were on Korach's who were you with? Who were you with, Zaydi? He was on the side. He didn't take any side. He was on the side. And then the Yitav Leib says, Zaydi, you weren't on Moshe Rabbeinu's side. You saw the Makas, and you saw Kriyas Yamsuf, and you had the Mun every day, and you weren't on Moshe Rabbeinu's side? The Anelah Yislach Moshe, the Yislach Moshe answers him, the Imatash Shoelzos, the fact that you asked that question, Siminhu Shalohi Karta et Korach. It's obvious that you don't really know Korach. Because if you would have been there, you would have been on Korach's side. 
Korach had such a power, such a speaking ability, such a convincing ability, as we'll talk about. He says, you would have been with Korach. I at least was in the middle. I was at least neutral. So you see, Korach had a power. The Gemara says, Korach Pikecha. He was very, he was a, he was a tremendous Tamachacham. So again, we come back to the question, why Tzitzis? Why is that focused on? You need the little strings, so many mitzvahs. And that's, okay, in the Torah, Tzitzis was last week's Parsha, so you have the connection from the Makoshesh to the Tzitzis to the Korah. Okay, but Tachlis, what's the token? What's the content of the Tzitzis question that bothered Korah? So, three ideas going backwards in history. First, we start with contemporary from the Shemana Tov, his approach, which we mentioned an idea similar to his last year. Then we'll go back in time, uh, little by little, to see three ideas from the Achron. Says the Shemana Tov, last paragraph. Ela de Tawus Biasodo de Hefechwanachon. De Dafko Mishum, excuse me, Sheinbo Elachut Echon Adom Liam, Viam Dom Lurkia, Burkia Dom Lakisia Kavid. Specifically because it's only one string, that's the message. That's the message that is meant to be had from the Mitzvah of Tzitzis. Davka oso chut echan akaru oso. beged shalem. Why? Why is one string more than the whole beged? Says the Shem Because the point of Korach not understanding is that the message is that we have to sometimes be mavatil our own mind, our own logic, our own understandings for what the Torah wants from us and for how Chazal interpret the Torah. Third to last line. Without the Chachamim, understanding of the Torah, Why Tzitzis? Tzitzis was just an example of Korach using his own logic. We developed this idea at length last year. I just gave you this one idea from Rav Soloveitchik had an article called The Common Sense Rebellion Against Torah Authority, which we mentioned in last year's year. Says the Shem Atov, that's Tzitzis. Tzitzis is an example of a mitzvah that Korach thinks he understands. Whatever the point of Tzitzis is, you can get it with a whole beged. And we say no. One string, even if the beged is all blue, because it's Torah. And understanding of mitzvahs is not based on what we think. It's based on how Chazal understand the mitzvahs and based on what it says in the Torah. One idea. Idea number two, going a little bit back in history, from Rav Zevin. Latar of Alamo'adim, source number two. Says Rav Zevin, quotes the issue of tzitzis, tala shakula t'cheles, chayevet b'tzitzis opetura, simish yish kesher b'nzeh l'zeh. What's the connection between Korach and tzitzis? Says Rav Zevin. Emunas Hashem umaisa hamitzvos toamim yelchu veloyis pardu. Belief in God and maisa hamitzvos actions they have to go hand in hand. Those are the two parts of our avoda in this world: believing in Hakadosh Baruch Hu and acting for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Efshel maisa mitzvos b'li emunas Hashem. It's impossible. Mitzvahs don't make sense unless there's a muna. Why am I going to do a mitzvah if I don't have a muna? Where it came from? Like we learned, the Mishnah Mesech is brachas. What does the Mishnah say? Describing and explaining the order of the parashiyos of Kriyashma. Why do we say Shema before Vahaya? Why do we say Vahaya before Vayomer? We say Shema before Vahaya. Why? Because Shema is Kabbalah Somach Shemayim. Second parsha, vihaya, kabbalas ol mitzvos. If you do this, you're going to get schar. If you're not, you're going to get onish, v'chara af Hashem. So, kabbalas mitzvos, mitzvos, actions, don't have a basis, don't have a foundation without the prior emuna. But Rishon atzarech liyos mitzaveh, first it has to be a commander, capital C, v'yachar kach mitzvah. But on the other hand, says Rav Zevin, the opposite also is lacking. What if I have full, complete faith, emuna, but I don't bring it to action? I don't concretize it into commitment of mitzvos that also is tremendously lacking. 
And Rav Zevin says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is compared to a fire. Kishem she'i efsher la'esh, lehis kayem yebelisha tochaz b'psilu v'shemen. A fire cannot exist unless it has something that it's burning. There's a wick. There's, there's wax. There's fuel. A fire cannot exist ba'avir. O b'chol davar shehu. So too, halakol davar ha'kishnu mashem. If I have just emuna, I have the fire of emuna in me, if I don't anchor it in actions, it's just going to go out. It's not going to last. The Yafshar Emuna Artilait, Emuna by itself will not last. So we need Emuna and Mitzvahs. We can't have one without the other. If Zevin suggests, Tcheles and Sitzes remind us of one and the other. Each one. Take each one. Says of Zevan Allah Tchelas Amru. What do we learn about Tchelas? The Gemara tells us. Tchelas Domel Yam, the Yam Domel Rakia. Tchelas is a little bluish, it reminds us of the sea. The sea reminds us of the sky. The sky reminds us of the Kisei Hakavid, of God's throne. However, we're supposed to understand that. Shinemar Vatachas Ragalav Kamaisa Levanasa Sapir. Fixiv Kamara Evan Kisei Hakavid. Kisei Hakavid, that's Emuna. Tcheles brings us to Emuna, brings us to a Karav Hakadosh Baruch Emuna Basha. What about the rest of the tzitzis? Only one or two strings have to be Emuna, have to be blue. The other strings, depending on what you hold, which shita, one, two, four, different shitas in the Rishonim. But the other strings are white. What do those strings symbolize? All them? Vialat tzitzis kasuv uriisa moso uzachartem es kol mitzvos Hashem vaasisem osam. Actions, do them. Asisimosam. And what does Rashi say? Tzitzis, schematria, right? You have six, oh, eight, six, uh, 608, six, um, 600, and the eight strings, and the five knots. Get it all together, you get taryag. Mitzvos. Tzitzis is about mitzvos. So you put it together, the tzitzis is about amuna. the tzitzis is about mitzvos. Says Korach to Moshe Rabbeinu. If you have a beged that's all tcheles, it's all blue, what do you have to put the tzitzes on it? Meaning Korach was saying, I believe. I believe. I have emuna. What more do I need? Emuna b'ashem, tcheles. I believe. The kizah are covered. It's good enough for me. That's all I believe. Creed, not deed, is what Korach said. That's all you need. You just need belief. Why? What does Rashi say? Kikol ha'ida kulam kadoshim. Next page on top. Kikol ha'ida kulam kadoshim. Over Rashi. Lo atem levatchem shematem b'sinai nochi Hashem alokecha. You're not the only ones that heard anochi Hashem. All the nation heard anochi Hashem. What is anochi Hashem? That's emuna. That was Korach. Korach said, "What do we have to commit to the mitzvahs for?" And now we believe in Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's what the tchelus is. Kisi akavid. Ubemitzvah shalosh amanu kulanu and inu ma'aminim. Right? We don't have to. We don't have to mitzvahs. Who told us the mitzvahs? Moshe, you told us the mitzvahs. What are you giving us extra commitments for? That's the tcheles, and that is the uh, tzitzis. That's what Korah couldn't handle, and that's what he ends off for Zevin by saying, as the Chazal tell us, Uvenei Korach lo mesu. The Bnei Korach didn't die. So what does that mean, Uvenei Korach lo mesu? So, some say that's a positive. Did they do shuva? Did they not do shuva? So, if Zevin says B'nei Korach lo mesu, you know what that means? In every generation, there are B'nei Korach. In every generation, there are people who say, you know, Emuna, it's all about Emuna. I believe, it's one, that's all I need. I have to do every detail of every mitzvah. I have to commit. I'll rest on Shabbos in my way. I'll do this, I'll do that. B'nei Korach lo mesu. Parshas Korach teaches us we got to make sure that we're committed to both halves of being being a full Jew. And that is the commitment of Emuna and the commitment of Maisei Mitzvah. I gave you two other sources, each one illustrating a little, a little uh, further the idea of you can't have one without the other. Each one focusing on another one. We might have mentioned this in other contexts. First is the Shita of the Bahag. The Sheet of the Bahag. We'll get to the Sheet of the Bahag by seeing the Sheet of the Rambam. The Bahag was one of the Rishonim, the Baal Halachos Gedolos, one of the first, uh, if not the earliest, to formulate a Sefer HaMitzvahs. Everybody agrees there are 613 mitzvahs. 
That's what the Gemara says at the end of Mesechas Makas. Dafyomi just started learning Mesechas Makas. The end of the Sefer, the Mesechas Makas, the Gemara has a drasha. Torah, Tzivalanu Moshe. Torah is Gematria 611. Torah, we got from Moshe Rabbeinu. Tzivalanu Moshe. We got two straight from Hashem. 611 plus two equals 613. That's the source for 613. So everybody agrees there are 613 mitzvahs. Everybody argues, what are those mitzvahs? So one of the earliest countings was the Bahak. So we'll get to the Bahak sheet in a minute. But first we'll see the Rambam. The Rambam, the first mitzvah of the 613 that the Rambam quotes is, unlike the Chinuch who does it in Parsha order, the Rambam does it in his own order. The first mitzvah is Emunah. Anochi Hashem Alokecha. Source number four. The Rambam says, Mitzvah Aleph. Hitzivu Yesher Tzivanu Baha'amonas HaElokus. Believing in Hashem. Vuhushinamin, we have to believe. Sheyesham Ela Visiba. There is an original source for all of existence. Hu poel l'chol hanim sa'im. He causes everything to exist. V'hu amru anochi Hashem alokecha. And this end of Mesechus Makis, he quotes the, the Gemara that I just quoted, Taurus Yilano Moshe, and two we heard straight from Hashem. Anochi v'lo yilacha. That's the Rambam. Doesn't seem so controversial. Anochi Hashem alokecha. What's amazing is the Bahag in his 613 does not count Anochi Hashem alokecha. It's not there. Does not quote Emuna as a mitzvah. And the Ram, it's a power. That should be number one. That should be number one. What do you mean? Don't count that Anochi Hashem as a mitzvah. There's no other greater mitzvah. The Ramban himself agrees with the Rambam. If you look at the Ramban on Parshas Yisro, I didn't give it to you, but if you look at the Ramban on Parshas Yisro, the Ramban counts Anochi as a mitzvah, a seidaraisa, separate mitzvah. But the Ramban, Kedarka Bakodesh, says, I have to defend the covet of the Rishonim. The Ramban consistently throughout his works, Dr. Chaim Solveitchik points this out, the Ramban was, had an unbelievable mind, right? He was started the Bismedrish of Chachmei Svarad, Ramban, Rosh, Barut, Varan. He devotes so much mental energy to defending other people's opinions. It's amazing. If you look at the Ramban on the bottom of the riff in the back of every Gemara, the Ramban, sometimes, he writes in Azak Dhamma, sometimes I disagree with the riff, but I got to defend the riff from the attacks of the Balamar from the attacks of the Raivin. He wrote a Sefer called the Melchamos Hashem defending the riff from the Balamar. He wrote a Sefer, Sefer Azchus defending the riff from the attacks of the Raivin. He wrote a Sefer, Hasagos, on the Sefer Mitzvahs of the Rambam defending the Bahag. Even though sometimes the Ramban agrees to the Rambam, but he said, but look, I got to defend their covet. So here's an example. The Ramban says, I agree with the Rambam. I think you should count that as a Mitzvah. But I got to explain the Bahag. Why, does the, why doesn't the Bahag count Anochi Hashem Says the Ramban right there, Vahanira, fourth wide line in source number five. Vahanira mi daitel shel baal ha'halachos she'ein minyan tari mitzvahs elak zerosav yisale. The mitzvahs are decrees. Shegazar aleinu laasos omananu shalonase that he told us to do or he warned us not to do. Avol ha'emuna b'mitzi uso yisale shehodia osa eleinu ba'osos umovsim u'begilishchina leinenu. He ha'iker v'hashoresh shemimenu noldu ha'mitzvos. Belief is the source from which all mitzvos came. Lo Says the Ramban, counting emuna as a mitzvah would be minimizing what emuna is. Emuna isn't just another mitzvah. Emuna is the prerequisite. Emuna is the basis for all other mitzvahs. You can't do mitzvahs if there's no mitzvah. Mitzvah requires there being a mitzvah. A mitzvah is a belief I need to then do the mitzvahs that the mitzvah commanded me. But it's not a mitzvah itself to believe in the mitzvah. The mitzvah comes first. It sounds so convincing. You gotta go back to the Rambam. How can the Rambam count it as a mitzvah? You're right, it's the source, but, you know, it's still a mitzvah itself. But this Ramban, defending the Bahag, helps illustrate one side of Rav Zevin. You can't just have mitzvahs. And moon is the basis of it all. Just going through the mitzvahs, person doesn't believe in HaKadosh Baruch, look at the mitzvahs, it makes sense. So you can't just do the mitzvahs, you have to have a moon. But on the other hand, Rav Chaim writes in a number of places in Nefesh HaChaim, I just gave you one of them in source number six, and moon is not good enough. We have to concretize our avoda. And he writes this over and over again. The details, the focus on every Maisah mitzvah. I could love Hashem and I could sit there all day. I love Hashem, I love Hashem. If I don't daven at the proper time, if I don't, if I, if I, if I blow shofar on sukkis, even with the best kavanis, it doesn't work. 
I'm not doing what God wants. You can have all the amun in the world, but if I don't do the mitzvahs that He asks me to do, so then, then it's 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 not uh, that's not called a commitment. It says Rav Chaim in the Nefesh Chaim, Source Six. When a person does all the mitzvahs with incompleteness, and I focus on the action, and I couple that with the the uh, greatness of the machshava for the mitzvah, that's when I bring perfection, I bring amazing effects in Shemayim, and all of my kohos become a merkava, a chariot, to bring a kiddush Hashem in the world. Okay, but says Rechaim Yivalajin, Emun is not the end all and the be all. You got to do the ma'isim. You got to focus on the mitzvahs. So the Bahag emphasizes the Amuna, and the Nefshachayim emphasizes the mitzvahs. So, but that is all. Number two, idea number two. We started off with the question: Why tzitzis? What is Korach's uh, emphasis on tzitzis? So, number one was the Shemana Tov, because you can't always rely on your own seichel. We have to rely on the Chachmei Hamasora. Number th- and that's what Dafka Tzitzis doesn't make sense to you that's the point number two is Rav Zevin that it's a combination of Emuna and Maisa HaMitzvah Korach only wanted the Emuna Tikal HaEda Kulam Kadosh and finally the third idea before we move on to other other issues the third idea going backwards in history again is from the Ksav Sofer Ksav Sofer son of the Ksav Sofer again asked the question that all the Mepharshim ask why this issue of Tzitzis and he answered as follows, the end of line two. Sorach Ladas, Lama Bachru Bishela Zudafka. Why Dafka this question? Gam Sorach Lomar, Halo Korach Gadoba Torahaya. Korach was a Gadoba Torah, he was a Talmud Chacham. Ve'echlo Yoda din emesh Shachayabatizis. He didn't know the mitzvah? He didn't know the, he didn't know the halacha? He obviously knew the halacha. So what was he bothered by? So the Ksaf Sofer gives a marshal. The nearly. Gives a marshal. He quotes, the Chazal of Dom Liam, Dom Lerakia, Dom Kavid. And he says, what's the deeper idea? I'm in source number seven. What's the deeper idea of that mashal of Dom Liam going up to the Kisiya Kavid? End of line five. Two friends. Let's say there are two friends that are parting ways. They're traveling away from each other. Right, end of the year. Yeshiva and Rasha, tomorrow is the last day of Shir. So, two friends parting. Each friend gives a memento, gives something so that the other person remembers them. You know, we had great times, wonderful. So you know what? I give my friend, I give my, uh, uh, whoever I'm with, my companion, whoever, I give them something to remember me by. But, says Let's say they're such good friends. They're best friends. They love each other. They're not going to forget each other. It's not happening. So then there's a different type of memento that's given. It's not just a memento of, oh, take this and you're remembering me by it. What's given is... No sin line eight. Dover hadomelo. The item that's given over is not just something, oh, this will jar my memory and I'll remember my friend. No, it's something that somehow concretizes my friend in my in my eyes. Something that's dome that reminds me of my friend. That, that it's, it's the content of the of the item given plays more of a role than just, oh yeah, my friend gave me this. No, there's something about the content of the gift that reminds the person. Kotsura, Otseva, a color, a form. Shem ain't a robo, so if I don't, if I can't see my friends, Lachalapachos, Roa Dover Migufo. I'll see this, I'm like, oh, this is a piece of them. This is a this is their identity, the closest that I could get to them. And this will help me through. Okay, so two kinds of friends. The nag, okay, friends. And they have to go through, they got one level of memento. And the next one, the next, the great, amazing friends, they don't just get that, but they get something mahuti that is connected to the identification of the friend itself. Continues the Ksav Sofer. Step two. Skip to line 12. Vihine. 
The first type of friend. You're not amazing best friends. You're just, you know, okay friends. The gift has to be something unusual. The gift has to be something matmia. Oh yeah, this is strange. Oh, my friend gave me this. If I give them a pen, a regular pen, they're not going to remember me by then. That's not going to jar the memory. So it's got to be something really unusual for the first type. But Tzorach Midi Laskiro is that Tzorach Lamilsa de Tzmiya. Sha'al Yidei Zeh Yizkar V'lo Yishkach. In that way I'll remember. Aval mi she'eno Tzorach Lazeh Ela she'chafetz v'rotze she'yil l'neged enav Dover Hadomeh. But in the second type of friend where it's my best friend I'm never going to forget them. I don't need something strange. Just give me something that's similar to that person. Just give me something that's similar to that, and then I'll remember. I don't, it doesn't have to be strange. And they're not going to forget them anyway. When I look at that, I will identify in my mind that person. You don't need something strange. So that's the background. Now we come to Korach and Moshe. What does Korach say to Moshe? Or let's go take a step back for a minute. Sitzes with strings is something unusual. People don't usually have clothing like that. Maybe they have a couple of hems sticking out. But to have all these strings and knots coming out of the sides of our begadim, that is something matmia. That is something that people who aren't, right? That's like the story a few weeks ago about the uh, on the airplane, the guy was wearing tefillin, they thought it was a bomb, whatever. Right? People never want this. What is that? Right? What is going That's something strange. A blue shirt is not strange. That's not strange. A blue baggage is not strange. Says Korach, Moshe Rabbeinu, we are all so close to God. We are we are like this. We're, we are best friends. We're on such a level. Moshe, I know the Mitzvah of is, but we're on such a level, says Korach. He was so overly confident. He was so without any boundaries. He was buddy-buddy with God. Korach says, I'm buddy-buddy. I don't need something strange. Just give me the blue shirt. After all, blue is Dom Miliam, Dom Lerakia, Dom Lekisia Kavid. That's for a best friend. That's a Dover Hadome. Korach says, I want the second type. That's all I need. It says Moshe Rabbeinu, no, no. You got to realize, yes, have some blue in it. But there's also a separation. There's also a Yirat Hashem that we have to have. There's certain boundaries that cannot be crossed. Right? Everybody, all the Mepharshim, just to eat them to quote it, but you can add to this. Vayikach Korach. Korach took. What did he take? So a thousand shot him. Doesn't say what he took. What did he take? So he took more than he should have. He took a place too close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He was jumping. He was jumping too close. Moshe Rabbeinu says to him, Rav Lachem. Rav Lachem. Too much. Yes, tzitzis. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us something to remind us, but there's still boundaries. There's still boundaries that cannot be crossed. That was the machlokas between Korach and Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, three ideas. Okay, moving right along. Moving right along. Two small thoughts, and then we'll get back to another question with three answers. That's the structure of tonight. A couple of answers to one question. Okay, first uh, two other thoughts. We haven't opened up a chumash yet. Let's open up a chumash. Perak Tezayin, Pasagimel, third Pasag in the parasha. The Korach and his team, Dasan and Aviram, they get up in front of Moshe Rabbeinu with 250 men, Kareem Moed. We'll talk about that phrase on Shabbos, Anshe Shem. They gather in front of Moshe and Aaron. Too much. What's amazing is that this is the only sentence we have in Torah Shabbat that Korach said. We have one sentence. That's all Korach said. That's an interesting ha'ara. That's it. And then, then, then Korach speaks to um, and he, uh, Moshe talks to Korach, Boker Yoda, but that's it, right? Korach, Mo, Moshe talks more. Moshe tries to convince them not to do it. You don't hear another word from Korach. You don't hear another word from Korach. Korach gathers his Ada, and Mashem says to go away. Then eventually, as we know, Korach is swallowed up. The only line we have is right here. Rav Lachem, Hashem. Ask one of the Mepharshim, as we'll see. What's the double lashon of kol ha'eda kulam kedoshim? 
Joseki kol ha'eda kedoshim. The whole eid is kedoshim. Or ki ha'eda kulam kedoshim. What's the double lashon? Kol ha'eda kulam kedoshim. The entire eda, they're all holy. What's the double lashon? So one of the mafarshim in the um, in the talale oros quotes. Maybe it's similar to a taz. A taz. Rosh Chodesh Tammuz this week, so maybe we're already thinking about uh, Yom Naram coming up in a couple of months. On Yom Naram, in Shemona Esrei, we ask Hashem that He should rule over the whole world. Miloch al kol ha'olam kula bechvodecha. Hashem, please rule over the whole world. But what do we say? Miloch al kol ha'olam kulo bechvodecha. Again, ask the Taz. What's the double ashon? Kol ha'olam kulo. How many times have we said that? We never thought about it. Rule over the whole world. So what is it? Why the double ashram? It says the Taz and Simon Tafresh Pei Beis in Arachayim, source number eight on the bottom. Venira Li, third line, Liyashev. Dematsinu Harbe Pa'amim Rubo Kikulo. Many times in Judaism, in Halacha, we find the principle of the majority is like the whole thing. Rubo Kikulo, Rove is good enough. All well, you gotta have is Rove. Not a shochet. No, he has to shecht. Rova the simanim. Ruba kugula. So all you got to do is rove. What is this rove? Comes up in many different uh, areas. This hoch and achar rove, but ruba kugula. The whole thing is like the majority. Says the Taz. You might think that we're asking Hakadosh Baruch Hu rule over the whole world. You know, the majority is also good. No, no, no. When we daven Hakadosh Baruch Hu, we want Hakadosh Baruch Hu to rule over, rule over every single person in the world, not ruba kugula. That's what we're emphasizing. Beloch al-kol ha-olam kulo. Mamish, everybody. Bechlodecha. Kamash melankan, kulo mamish. That's the Kiddush of the Taz. Should try to have that kavana next time in a couple of months. Beloch al-kol ha-olam kulo, bechlodecha. That's a double lashon of kulo. So suggest that Talaleoros, on the next page, quoting from the Binyan Ariel, maybe that's the pshat here also. Korach says, Kikol ha'eda kulam kedoshim. What's the double ashon? So what does Rashi say on kol ha'eda kulam kedoshim? Rashi says, after all, everybody was at Harsinai. We're all kadosh. So what happened at Harsinai? Every single Jew in the history of the world was at Harsinai. Every single Jew. The Yamsha Shlomo, I didn't give it to you. The Yamsha Shlomo writes, the Marshal, in his Hakdama to his Sefer on Baba Kama, that at Matan Torah, every single Jew was there, every Ger, everybody in the history of the world, we were all, all our Shamas were there. And we each had our own Kabbalah Satorah, our own personal pipeline, so to speak. Every pipeline was going down to us, and that's why we all view things differently. Because we each had our own Kabbalah Satorah. So the Marshal uh, quotes the beginning of Yom Shlomo on Baba Kama. So we were all there, every single one of us. That's Korach's emphasis. Moshe. Every single Jew was at Har Sinai. Not even the majority. Every single Jew. Korach, line six. Bikesh lahadgish. Korach was emphasizing. Lifnei Moshe Rabbeinu. Shekal ha'eda mamish. The entire Ada. Lilo yotzei minaklau. Kulam kedoshim. Without exception, they were all holy. And that's why he said, Then he quotes, Because they were all at our Sinai. So maybe that double Lashon is similar to the double Lashon that we have on Yamim Norai. Good. Another interesting thought. And that is, I call it a Harifus, but once you see these two Gemaras put together, it's like, why, why, how could you not put the two Gemaras together? There's a question that is asked Chazawa, by the by. If you remember the beginning of the parasha, Korach has his team. Who's on Korach's team? Well, we know the, uh, the Yitav Lev was not on his team. But uh, who was on Korach's team? So Korach and Dasam and Aviram. Was that the Yitav Lev or was it his grandfather? I remember the Yismach, the Yismach Moshe. Sorry. The Yismach Moshe. Yitav Lev's grandfather. Uh, so who was on Korach's team? Dasam and Aviram. Own Ben Peles. And the 250 men. So the Torah continues to tell us what happened to the 250 men. The Torah continues to tell us what happened to Dasan and Aviram. The Torah does not tell us what happened to Own Ben Pelas. He disappears off the scene. So what happened to Own Ben Pelas? So those who learned Afyomi know the Gemara in Mesechas and Hedron that we had two weeks ago. Source number 10. Own Ben Pelas was saved by his wife. Saved by his wife. 
Says the Gemara, source number 10, Sanhedrin, Kuftasim Abeis, the last few lines going up to the next daf, Kuvyudam and Aleph, Pelas Shenasilo Plaos. He had a wonder done to him. Ben Ruvain, let's skip that. Amarath. Own Ben Pelas Ishtohisilasa. Own Ben Pelas, his wife saved him. Why? Amrelay, she said to him, what difference is it to you? Imar Raba Antalmita. Vimar Raba Antalmita. Honey, either way, you're not going to be the, the, big, the big gun. Right? Either Karak's going to win or Moshe's going to win. Either way, she knew deep down that Moshe was right, but she was just trying to convince him not to be the Karak. What difference does it make to you? Why should you fight? You're gonna, you're, the most you're going to be is vice president anyway. You're never going to get above that. So what's in it for you? Oh my loss, he says to her, My Evid. What should I do? I was in the original meeting. I'm on the Korach's board. And I swore to him that I'd be there. What am I supposed to do? She says, leave it to me. Leave it to me. I know that this whole Ada is holy. She says that to herself. What does she do? Tuv the anomatil nalacha. I'm going to save you. So what she do? Ashkitechamer. She gave him a couple of drinks of wine. Vrvite, and she got him drunk. Vangite gavoy, and she put him to sleep inside the tent. Okay, so now Oda is sleeping. Osva al baba. She goes to sit at the, the gate, the door of the tent. Visatarta lemazia. She uncovers her hair. She's a married woman and she uncovers her hair. Called the Asa, whoever came by, they wanted, they're like, came by, like, Korach's waiting for you. Whoever came by sees this married woman with uncovered hair, they're like, oh! Chazia. They saw her, how do they left? Atahachi vahachi, and meanwhile, Ivlilahu. The whole swallowing up took place. That's how she saved her husband. She went and sat at the tent with her hair uncovered, and in that way she was able to save the day. Not for now, but also a, a, a message. It's a, these people were ready to 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 uh, rebel against Moshe Rabbeinu, but they wouldn't look at a woman with her hair uncovered. It's pretty pretty amazing type of uh, type of uh, hierarchy of, of values that they had. But that's uh, a separate uh, separate idea. But that is the that's what the Gemara says. So saved by the wife. Question is, why Dafka did she pick the hair? Why did she uncover her hair? No, she could have. Uh, Revealed herself in, in any some other way. So why dafka? Why dafka the hair? Did she uncover it? And how did she know? And how did she know that dafka would be would be the way to prevent them from from coming? So I saw in two different svarim. So in the Sharm Siyana Balacha quotes this on Sanhedrin, and then I saw it uh, this week from another sefer, another Achron. Maybe this gemara should be seen in light of another gemara, the gemara in Yuma Memzayin. Yuma Memzayin tells us a story of Kimchis. Kimchis was a very special woman. The Gemara says, Tanarabanan, Shiva Banim Hayola Kimchis. She had seven boys. Vikulan Shimshu Pekuna Gedola. They were all Kahanim Gedola. Wow. Amrulochachamim. Maasita Shizachitalakach. What do you do? How are you Zoha to have seven sons who are all Kahanim Gedolim? I don't know what happened. That how were they kind of gedolim? That they were all like, did they die? How once you're a kohen gadol, you're not removed from the office until you get too old. I don't exactly know how they could have seven, but okay. Amr lahem, she said to them, "How was I zocha? Miyamai lo ra'u koros basi kalisari. The walls of my house never saw my hair. That's what she said. This is not." Me'ikr hadin halacha, and we're not even saying, and I'm not even suggesting this is something that is a lacharchila. I'm not. No, poskim are not saying that. But this is a woman. Kimchis never had, she went to sleep with her hair covered. Shochanar doesn't say that. Shochanar talks about when you're outside amongst uh, others. But when you're inside your house, me'ikr hadin, you don't have to cover your hair. Says the Gemara, but it was Kimchis who went lefnim, 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 mishuris hadin. She was zocha to have kahanim gedolim. Says Aisha's own Ben Pelas. I know that covering hair leads to Kahuna Gedola. I don't want my husband anywhere near the Kahuna Gedola with Korach and his fight for Aaron Cohen's position. I'm going to uncover my hair. Stafka, the anti, the anti-Kimchis. Aisha's own Ben Pelas and Kimchis. She got the Kahuna Gedola by, by extra covering. She prevented her husband from getting anywhere near the Kahuna Gedola by uncovering 
her hair. And I saw another way I saw formulated today was that when they came, the, the people saw, this is his wife, forget it. He's not going to be suffered to the Kuna Gadola because the coin God has to have such a wife. Sanhedrin and Yuma. Got to put them together. Good. Okay. Finally, we get to the next question that we want to deal with, with three answers. Continue reading. Again, these are two of the famous questions of the Parsha. I know there's a lot after the Korach story in the Parsha, but we're going to focus on uh, the Korach side of it. You know, after Korach uh, comes to argue, Moshe Rabbeinu damas to Hashem. And Moshe Rabbeinu says in Perak Tezayin, Pasik Chavches, Vayomer Moshe, with this you shall know that Hashem sent me with the following test you will know that I didn't make this up I didn't choose myself and Aaron and whoever I chose myself it wasn't for me this is the test if the way the normal death that people have, these people have, and the regular way that people die, they have, then you know, I am a liar. But if Hashem creates something, and the ground opens up its mouth, and swallows them up, and they are swallowed alive, then you will know you will know that these people have angered God. That's the test. And then, as Moshe is speaking, boom, the ground opened up and Korach and his followers fell in. Rashi. Rashi quotes, the Imbriya. Pazaglamit. The Imbriya Chadasha, Yivra Hashem. If Hashem creates a new Bria, to create a death that nobody ever had before. Skip two lines in Rashi. Rabo Seinu Pirshu. Imbria. Pe. La Aretz. Bishesis. Yimei Precious. Mutav. Vimlav. Yivra Hashem. Rashi alludes to a mission in Mesechas. In Pirkei Avos. Mesechas Avos. Imbria. If it was created already, great, use it. And if not, Yivra Hashem. Let him create it now. That is the Rashi. What's the emphasis of, of my sabracious here? First of all, before, even before we get to the uh, approaches, Moshe didn't know the Mishnah. Moshe didn't know what was created in my sabracious. Vrimbriya, Yivra Hashem. If Hashem created it, wonderful. Let it not create it now. Well, Moshe knew everything. Moshe knew everything that a person could imagine. So how could Moshe Rabbeinu not know if, if this was created, if this was uh, in existence yet or not? So I saw five minutes before the Shir. That's why I signed on the sheet. I saw for the Chassam Sofer. If you look at the mission in Pirkei Avos that lists in Source 12, skip 11 for a second, the bottom of the page. In Source 12, you have that mission in Pirkei Avos. Asar Advarim Nivru Ben Hashmashis. Right? The ten things that were created Ben Hashmashis, the last few moments of day six of creation. Those last few moments, Hashem got in a few more creations. What were they? Piharetz, this week's parsha, the land that swallowed Moshe. Pia Be'er, the Be'er that's, that, that went with them through the desert. Piha'aton, next week's parsha, right? Two, two weeks, right? Balak, Hakeshes, the rainbow, the man, all these things were created at Ben Hashmashis. So ask the Chassam Sofer, this Kasha. Moshe didn't know all these creations. Moshe knew everything. How did Moshe not know? What's Rashi talking about? Imbria, if it's created, wonderful. If not, Hashem should create it. Says the Chassam Sofer. Keep reading the Mishnah. One of the things that are on the, listed on the Mishnah is Kfuraso Shel Moshe. Says the Chassam Sofer. Moshe couldn't know this Mishnah. Kfura Shel Moshe. Hashem couldn't tell him. Just like according to one opinion, Hashem didn't tell him the last day of the Torah. By Shel Moshe Hashem. He can't know that. So says the Chassam Sofer once the line of Kfur Shel Moshe couldn't be told to Moshe. The whole Mishnah Mestama wasn't told to Moshe. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know specifically this. Okay, that's his, that's his suggestion. That's printed in the Ela, the Koras Shavas Oneg in the first volume. The last piece in, this, in, the, in Parshish Korach, it has that Chassam Sofer. But let's get back to it. What's the message that this was created by Hashmashis? Right, this is one of the ten things. Rashi alludes to this. So what does it mean that it was created by Hashmashis? So again, three ideas. Three ideas related to the issue of this Bria Ben Hashmashis. Number one. Number one is Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky in Source 11. He quotes the Mishnah in the fifth parak. 
And he quotes, what's the, what's the message? To be your Ha'inyan Kachu, line six. What does it mean that this one was created by Nashmashis? Once Hashem created everything, the whole world, all six days of creation, unbelievable. Day one, two, three, four, five, six. At the end of creation, Hashem had to stick in a few things. Why? Once Hashem created the, all the systems, and it's perfect, and there's nothing more to do, everything's perfect and nature that Hashem created will help the world subsist the world says Rabbi Yaakov is so perfect that it can lead people to think that there's nobody running the world everything is such a perfect system you go to the jungle and you see how every little bug eats the bug that's a little smaller than it. And every little animal eats the animal that's smaller than it. It's unbelievable. How do all these things survive? It's an unbelievable ecological system everywhere. How do beings survive? It's so perfect. One might think, says Rabbi Yaakov, lead to Kfira. So says Rabbi Yaakov, that is why Kodesh Baruch Hu, at the end of my Sabratius, he had to stick in a few things that go against nature. He had to stick in a few things that we call nace to kind of remind people every so often throughout world history, remember me guys, don't forget, I'm in charge. I created all this. It looks like it's a perfect system and it runs by itself, but every second I will it to happen. The Rambam's Lashon, the beginning of Mishnah Torah, who mamsi kol nimsa. Every second is because of his existence. Next column. When Hashem Kavayachal was ready to press start to the world, he programmed a few things in to be motzi from the lave of the of the tom, those who make mistakes, and therefore v'lachain amru shehechen piha aretz, because that's an oath. If the ground opens up, if people are swallowed, Everyone, if you look in the Torah, says Rabbi Yaakov, whenever any of these events took place, it was all, it's all followed by to teach them. The man, even the rainbow, the rainbow, it's a natural occurrence, says Rabbi Yaakov, but we know the Gemara tells us in certain generations there were no rainbows. Shuab and Levi. Didn't have a rainbow in his generation. So you see, the rainbow is also a tool of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Line 16, V'chein kulam, D'zei yore al-chidosh ha-olam, V'shei e lomar, Shahakol b'teva. That is one idea. What does it mean that the piha aretz of Korach was created by Sabratius? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu had a program in every so often, Nisim, in order to remind us that he is in control of the world. One idea. A second idea on this Mishnah, and that's a Rambam. I mentioned this Rambam in other contexts of other Shiurim. You might have heard a Shiur that I, that I gave on Nase and Teva. You put it this Rambam in that context. The Rambam in Source 13, the Rambam is on that Mishnah in Perkiavos. The Rambam says, What does it mean that these ten miracles were created at Bein Hashmashos? Says the Rambam, it's Lav Dafka. It's Lav Dafka that these miracles were created during my Sabratius. I'll say it outside first and then we'll see it inside. Says the Rambam, every single miracle throughout the history of the world was already, quote-unquote, created by Nashmashus. was created during uh, my Sabratius. Kriyas Yamsuf, it's not in that Mishnah. That was created during my Sabratius. The Makas Bechoros, created my Everything was created my Sabratius. Says the Rambam, you know why I have to say that? Because in my view, says the Rambam, to say that at some point in history, Hashem has to change nature for whatever reason to save the Jews, that would reflect an imperfection in the Bria. What, all of a sudden you have to make water flow upstream? You can't, you can't say that. That would reflect that God's world isn't perfect. Says the Rambam, what do you have to say instead of that? Every single miracle throughout history was pre-programmed by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Not just those ten. Rabbi Yaakov says, those ten specifically is just to keep us honest. Says the Rambam, every miracle throughout history was there, was pre-programmed in 
And it's just as natural as what we call nature. It's just that what we call nature, we're used to. And what we call miraculous is nature that we're not used to. Says the Rambam, beginning of 13. Hashem put into the natural world the power to do whatever it's going to do. Whether it is going to happen a lot, or will it happen once in a while. Hashem programmed that water will flow downstream 99.9% of the time, but 0.01% of the time, it will be natural for water to flow upstream or split. Right? Twice in history, Says the Rambam, that's what the message of this Mishnah is. Every one of these was pre-programmed. You can't say, ah, why does the Mishnah list these ten? Because these ten happened the last few moments, Benashmashis. But all the other miracles happened, like water, the miracle of Kriyas Yamsov happened when water was created. It happened earlier during the six. But really, the ten are Lav Dafka. That is the Chiddush of the Rambam. So we think about Pi Haaretz, says the Rambam. You know what the shot of that Mishnah is? What do you mean the world, the, the land opened up? That's natural. Because the Rambam says that the message of every miracle in history, mir- miracles aren't miracles. Well, miracles are really tether that we're not used to. That's the sheet of the Rambam. You could just contrast this. You could put in brackets in your notes. Contrast this to the Ramban at the end of Parsha's bow, who kind of says the opposite on a hashkafic level. There might not be a lamaisa, a machalokas, but on a hashkafic level, the Ramban, the Ramban there says, all teva is really nace. If you don't say all Teva's nace, then you don't have a chalik in Torah's Moshe Rabbeinu. That's what the Ramban says. So on a hashkafic philosophical level, it's kind of opposites. The Ramban says all of nace is really Teva. The Ramban says all of Teva is really nace. Okay. But that is the, Ram- the Ramban's view of this Mishnah. So we have Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov's message, that they're there to keep us honest. The Ramban's message, that really they're all pre-programmed, but from before, and one other idea. From Rabbi Nissan Alpert, we haven't mentioned in a while. Limude Nissan, in Source 14. Tzedemnis and Alpert, he quotes the Rambam, but then he gives his own pshat. He says this is the omek of Habir of the Rambam, but it's really a separate idea. And this pshat will help us understand a specific connection to Korach. Says the Limud Enisan, the omek Habir, sheyud dvarim shenivru bein hashmashes, heim dvarim shebaim listar habriya. These ten items are items that are fully contradictory to what we're used to. Because the regular system of creation cannot have these things. They were created by Dafka, similar to Rabbi Yaakov, but he's going to take it in a different way. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created them Dafka to contradict the Briah. For example, two weeks, the donkey talking to Bilam. If he's a donkey, he can't talk. And if he's talking, he's not a donkey. So the fact that this exists is itself a contradiction to itself. How can it be? But that's the point. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created these items each at a, in a, to come at a different point in history to prove something at that point, which we'll get to. And the chenu b'machlokas korach va'adaso. Let's do it now. The world, op- the earth opening up, that usually doesn't happen. The world stays solid. The world opening up is something against nature. If it's open, so then it's not ground. If it's ground, it doesn't open. What's the point? What is the message to Korach? Because Korach is arguing against something that is obvious and natural. What's that? Moshe realized He realized Korach is way off base. It's impossible to think what you think, Korach. Why? What did it say not so long ago? How could you convince people otherwise? What tell Moshe? time We want to hear from you. The Egel, Moshe came back. Miriam, what happened two weeks ago? What happened at the end of Baloscha? 
Miriam speaks Lashon Hara that Moshe Rabbeinu is just like Gaza. What happens? She gets Saras. And the whole Am waits a month. They know what Moshe Rabbeinu did. They know, they know what, what, what happened. They realize Moshe's different. So Moshe thinks to himself, he's Anav Mikaladam. It's not going to his head. But he's trying to deal with the situation. He's trying to deal with the situation. How could it be that this guy is fighting me and my brother? That HaKadosh Baruch Hu put in charge. This is Dover Negeda Teva. So you know what I need? I need something Negeda Teva. I need the Kenegad Mita. I need something contradictory inherently to prove him wrong. Let the ground open up. If it opens up, it's not ground and it's not supposed, it's not supposed to happen. Because every one of those, and we could go through each one. The Piha Atoni mentioned, we have to go through each one. Moshe Rabbeinu's burial. What do you mean? If he's a person, he has to be buried. But if he's Moshe Rabbeinu, who was like a Malach on Harsinai, he shouldn't be buried. So every one of those is like a self-contradiction in itself. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu Dafka gave it to Korach. Because that was me, the Kenegad Mita. I'll just add one more point. He doesn't say this, but I think it fits in beautifully. When were these ten things created? Bein Hashmashos. Right at the end. What's Bein Hashmashos? Why Dafka Bein Hashmashos? Why did the Mishnah say, the last few moments of day six... Bein Hashmashos inherently is a contradictory time of day. Daytime, nighttime, what is it? Twilight! You can't put your finger on it. Even in Halacha, Suffolk Yom, Suffolk Lila. So maybe Dafka is beautiful. The Rebnitz and Alpert, these things that are self-contradictions were created at the self-contradictory time of the day. Bein Hashmashos. Fits into his foot. Three ideas related to why Moshe Rabbeinu could have asked the question this way. Why did Moshe pick this to prove Korach along with? So we had Rabbi Yaakov, the Rambam, and Rav and Albert. Just to end off with one final uh, one final Pasik, one Drush and one Dvar Moser, and that is when Moshe Rabbeinu is defending himself, Tezayin Tezvav. When Moshe Rabbeinu gets angry and he says, Vayichal Moshe Ma'od, Gets angry at the at the 250 men. And he says to Hashem, I'll tape it on don't accept their carbon. I didn't carry, I didn't take one of their donkeys. And I didn't do badly to any of them. I've always treated them properly. So two thoughts on this line. I didn't take one of their donkeys, I wasn't bad to any of them. First is a Jurush from Rav Shmuel Shmelka, the Nicholsberger. Says in source 15. It's a total drush. It's not pshat. But he says, You ever get somebody who is basically a lowlife that wins an office in politics? Achashverosh, for example. Right? Uh, Balak, for example. Right? They say Balak was a lowlife. Right? And he, he became the king. Balak Malach Moab. That day! What happens if somebody like that becomes king? Darko, what does they usually do? They throw all the good people out. Darko lahorid migdulasem es rashi ha'am benich badav shahayu lafanav and kenegdam. Who do they put into office? Yagbiya shvalim anashim kamoso, their friend that was on the street, so that all these low, low people could be up high. But what happens when a, a chacham wins office? What happens when somebody who is wise and thoughtful and deserving? wins the office, what does he do? Who does he bring up? Who does he keep? He doesn't throw anybody out. He doesn't throw anybody out. Right? He, becomes, he, he, gets, he gets the stature, he gets the position, and he has wonderful people with him. So says, says the Nicholsberger, Lo chamar echad mehem nasati. What does that mean? Chamar. They talk about Amadomela chamar. Right? So, I didn't bring, when I was elected, I didn't bring anybody low up. I didn't give anybody undeserving any positions. Below Hariosi, and I wasn't bad to, what does the word say? Achad mehem. We know from elsewhere, when it says Achad in the Torah, from Sefer Bracious, Achad means special. Achad mehem means the king. Rashi quotes it. I wasn't bad to anybody, I didn't bring anybody bad up, I didn't put anybody good down. Don't complain. They made me Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, what could I do? I didn't want to do it, he chose me. But I'll dare Drush. I did, I did what I was supposed to do. I didn't give anybody undeserving anybody, any positions and I didn't take anybody deserving and fire them. One idea. Drush. But finally, just to end off with the Meshachachma. The Meshachachma says, I didn't. Um, the same thing also, saying Achad is a Lashon of Chashuv, but he says, when we talk about humility, 
When we talk about anava, says the Meshachachma, it's very easy to be an anav to people that are much lower than us anyway. People on, on much lower on the social ladder than us, I could be an anav to them because everybody realizes that I'm lowering myself, but it's not really true. You know it's hard to be an anav to? It's hard to be an anav to somebody who's really above me, who's better than me in a certain area. It's hard to have, be an anav to a colleague. That's much harder. To somebody who's very lowly, okay, it's a big fake. I'll lower myself to them. But to be an honor to a to a to a, a coworker, to be an honor to a spouse, to be an honor to a colleague, that's much much harder. Says the Meshachachma, Moshe Rabbeinu, Anav Mikaladam. He was an Anav Amiti. He was the true Anav. So what does the pasuk say? Right here, what, what happened when Yeshua Ben Nun told them there are other people saying Nevuah? Moshe Rabbeinu says, "Amazing, wonderful. Halavai, everybody should be Nevi'im. You think I need this myself?" Everybody should be Nevi'im. It's Moshe Rabbeinu. So in the second column, says the Meshachachma, V'lo hariyosi es achad mehem. Achad, like the Shmuel Shmelka says, Achad is the Chashav ones. I wasn't bad. I didn't do anything to even the special Chashav people. I even kept them high. I'm an Anav to even the greatest people. Moshe Rabbeinu was the true Anav. Shagam agdolim b'mayla lo pachas malatam. He didn't lower them. Adaraba, hosef amalasam ukvotam. He lifted them up. And the Meshachachma ends off, Binazos. Know this. So that's how we'll have to end off, Binazos. We have to realize and know this message of Moshe Rabbeinu to really not hold ourselves above anybody else and to make sure that, you know, everybody in our book is Selim Elohim and everybody we hold on a, every uh, fellow Jew we hold on a pedestal. Okay, so this is a lot about Korach tonight, a lot of three answers for why Tzitzes, three answers of why the uh, Bria from Shesh is made gracious, a couple of other items sprinkled in in between, and Baruch Hashem will continue next week. Again, remember, next week, OU.org will be the Parsha Shear, and uh, again, the Makaras will be there, and the other Shear are there as well, so Baruch Hashem, we will, uh, we will continue.